Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is Amy Pacheco. Amy is Sarnia famous due to her performances in the Imperial Theater's Broadway Jukebox Summer Series, Beauty and the Beast, White Christmas, and perhaps the most memorable, gorgeously singing atop the theater's marquee in Step Into Christmas. She's also exceptionally talented with the hairs at Norton Hairstyling. On with the show. Uh, hello, Amy Pacheco, and welcome <laughs> to Sarnia Famous. Hello. Did I say it right? You did. Oh, God. Okay, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, I'm just so excited to see your face. Like, I um, I forgot how how hard it is to do a show and then be separated from everyone. I know, right? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, and it re- but really not that long, but it feels like a hundred years. It does, it does. And we were to po- supposed to have our, our little cast party, and then Mother Nature said, uh-uh, and it got cancelled. I was pretty broken-hearted. I know, I was right ready to go, and uh, that was disappointing. And it's been rescheduled, and it's been rescheduled on a night that I can't go at no! the moment. No! Oh, I know. I work late on Thursday nights, and it's the only night I ever have anything going on. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, Thursday it is. So I'm going to try and see if I can reschedule a client so I can join. But if not, then maybe I can just join for the aftermath of the video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll be screaming there. Uh, I work a little bit late, too, on Thursdays. But... um, Hopefully, hopefully you can get that client rescheduled. Please, client, reschedule for our sake. <laughs> right, it's super important. Um, but yeah, so so White Christmas that was uh, our first time working together, and um, I'm extremely grateful to you because you taught me how to do my hairs. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea what I, I was gonna do. Who knew what you were doing? You were doing a good job. I took pictures of what you did so that I could emulate it <laughs> so I knew what to do the next night. I think you were kind of helping out quite a bit with, with people's hairs, weren't you? I mean, it's my job, so, you know, it's very easy to just kind of jump in. You see something out of place, it's like, let me fix that for you. There was a couple times even a few of the cast members were about to go on stage again, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a little bit of a mother hen, like, following people around and just trying to, like, zhuzh and... (laughs) Maybe it's annoying. Maybe it's welcomed. I don't know, but I can't help myself. It's. I think, personally, it's very endearing. I never know what the heck to do with this thing on my head, so I I appreciate it immensely. (laughs) Oh, good. I am curious, and this is just for me, but... How how picky are you about your own hair? I I guess I'm pretty picky. Yeah. Growing up I had a multitude of crazy haircuts and colors. Even before I knew that I wanted to get into hair, I sported a bowl cut for a little while. Everyone thought I was a little boy. I've gone from like super long to super short very easy. I don't have, like, a huge attachment to my hair, I guess, Hmm. but I don't know. As I'm getting older, I'm getting a little bit more picky, yes. 
Hmm. Interesting. It, it, that is such an interesting dynamic to me uh, that you, at least in the past, perhaps more so than now, don't, aren't particularly attached to your hair. Like I would think, uh, I'm trying to process that in my brain, but you're saying like, whatever, it's going to grow back. I can do whatever oh, I want to try. Yeah, 100%. I've gone from like hair halfway down my back to like short pixie in a day uh, I just I get an idea in my head and it's just like you got you got to take care of this for me and uh, I remember being in high school and I went in and they were like no we're not doing that and I'm like well if you don't do it for me I'm going home to do it for myself so you probably would do a better job please just do it <laughs> and uh, you know I, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm a little bit more attached to it. It stays fairly the same, you know, goes a little bit more between my natural, a little bit more blonde, and then length varies between like chin and a little past my shoulders. So I don't, I don't venture far from that anymore. I feel like I've, I've done my time of crazy. Okay. Experimented and found, found your signature style. I guess. I, I'm bewildered by that, and I, I've always wanted to be more daring with my hairs, but they have always been the same color. Uh, I had, like, a very short window of blonde hair, which is my natural, and a very, very short red hair. Like, we're talking, like, a month. Like, it's not, like, a long thing. And then back to the other. And it just goes straight back to the, to the, to the brown. So uh, I always admire people who have creativity with their locks. This is not, oh, is that an animal? Do I see a little? Yeah, there's a, there is an animal. <gasps> is it puppy? Hello. Uh, he just likes to curl up in laps. And I told one of my kids to nab him in her room. But, you know, that obviously went well. So, <laughs> fine. What's this, what's this pup's like, name? His name's Frankie. Frankie. Hello, Frankie. Frankie. Frank the tank. Frank the tank, this teeny tiny little dog. <laughs> That's so cute. Yep. Uh, so uh, what other animals do you have? I mean, I other than cat. the children. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I have a cat as well. His name's Stormy, and he is actually bigger than the dog. So <laughs> That's super fun. Do they get along? No, not really. He's <laughs> uh, a... Little upset that we brought this cat home uh, just shy of two years ago. We had two little dogs, and uh, when the other one uh, passed away, uh, we thought we gotta get him a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought a cat would be maybe a little less maintenance, and um, yeah, he's he's a lot. <laughs> he's a lot. <laughs> Poor Frank. Yep. <laughs> Super cute. That's all right. You'll survive. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot. Uh, the opener game. I got a new game for my husband and I keep forgetting to open it, but perhaps you'll indulge me and we'll try this for the little icebreaker. I get so I was so excited to see you and to talk to you and then we got talking about the animals. Uh, we got a new game. So this one's called Pick Your Poison Poison. It's uh, okay. what would you what would you rather do party game, um, but so what we're gonna do, 
Uh, Pick Your Poison is a party game where you anonymously answer, but you're not anonymous. Uh, <laughs> would you rather questions that are set by your friends, which is me? All right. When everyone reveals... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we can, I can't play it that way, but oh, God. I don't know if you saw that, but I just dumped them all over the place. <laughs> no, well, I heard it, but <laughs> I did not view it, no. They are everywhere, so we'll just take a random <laughs> card. So I think it'll be just like the other witch one that I had, but I was getting to the point where I've gone through all the cards. So I'm going to give you two options. Uh, and then you pick your poison, which of the two you would prefer to have. Okay, so, <clears throat> which would you prefer to shave off one of your eyebrows <laughs> or spend the rest of your life within five miles of here? <laughs> <laughs> Very random. I'm gonna put that. I don't know, but then we're gonna get a different one because, like, <laughs> it's like that's a pretty easy choice. E e yeah. Okay. Here, I just picked a. Oh God. We might pick another one after this too. We might get through quite a few. The, your other option: shave, shave off one of your eyebrows, or fight an ostrich to death. Oh. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna put that one Ben in there too, cause I I don't know. I feel like you could take an ostrich, but all right, we're gonna pick one more. But I don't think I want it to end in death. Right? Like, it go, might go fisticuffs, but like to, that's a bit too much. Okay, okay. Here's one. Here's a good one. Uh, only be able to eat food that you've raised yourself. Shave off an eyebrow, or only eat food that you've raised yourself. Um, I that I'll go with shaving off an eyebrow. Um, I do like to garden, and I do have a lot of plants, but um, I don't know that I could live off of just things that I grow. I love a good meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you could grow a meat. Maybe you're growing well, chickens. I guess. I guess that is true. But, I mean, back to the whole hair conversation, it does grow back. So, <laughs> an eyebrow is very temporary. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, for some reason, whenever I... Oh, God. That's another good one. I'm just going to read this to you. I just randomly found it. Um, fart every time you kiss someone. Oh, God. <laughs> How romantic. Uh, anyway, anytime I've ever had someone else um, do my eyebrows for me, like in terms of a wax, yep. it's only been three times, but all three times they've they've taken off half of my eyebrow, this one eyebrow. I don't know what it is. And the, the first time it happened, the lady was like so, so chill about it. She was like, oh, you're a little red. I'm going to touch up your makeup. And I had no idea. She drew in an eyebrow for me. <laughs> yeah, and then I had a shower uh, sometime after and looked in the in the mirror and it was like, oh my god, I'm missing an eyebrow. So that's oh, a thing. No. Um, I've lived before and I feel as though I could live it again. Um, I don't, yeah. Anyway, good grief, the ostrich thing. Like, that went dark really fast. But I guess it is poison. Right? Anyway, thanks to my husband for donating 
the new game. The new game. I'll just make a playing board and everything. That's fun. Anywho. Oh yeah, I forgot there's a whole bunch on the floor still. I uh, will deal with that later. Back to business. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, because uh, it was a stressful part of the show for me, and wondering, because you were in a similar circumstance, if you too share my stress, our dance scene. <laughs> okay, so uh, yes, it was very stressful. Um, but I have to say that Ryan Dunham was an amazing partner. He took time out with me from the very beginning to learn our dance steps. He was counting them out for me. Um, and he's just really, I don't know, genuine and super funny. Um, he kept me on my toes every night. We were having like a different conversation every night about like, what we do and was it our first time at the club and it was all like lip reading mm -hmm. but yet we were able to carry on a full conversation and sometimes when we'd get back downstairs in the tunnel we'd be like did you say and he's like yeah so we were totally able to understand like what the other was saying and like just having a great time so he made it a lot easier mind you one night I did trip up uh, over my own feet and uh, it was like while we were doing our spins and um, he didn't quite let me recover from tripping as he was spinning me around multiple times I thought I was going to fall on my face but that happened so <laughs> it was it was uh, a bit stressful but he he made it bearable and a whole lot easier I, uh, I enjoyed whenever we went down for costume change or whatever, hearing what you guys had been talking about. There, <laughs> was it the last night that uh, he didn't ask you to dance? And you yes. were like... <laughs> yes! So each night he was supposed to ask me if I wanted to dance. And the last night he did it and I was just like, uh, <laughs> want to dance? And he's like, oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he seriously, he liked to keep me on my toes. That's a good way to, to spice things up. I remember there was one night where he came back and he had like, from the cigar box, there was like candies and cigars and stuff in his pockets. Oh yeah, yeah, he was constantly uh, trying to uh, steal those from Siobhan. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. I love that that was yep. going on and then meanwhile, meanwhile Eli and I were like, so stressed every single time we never really talked about very much as soon as the dancing part started we were both just like staring at each other and barely singing and just like and if it wasn't for Eli we never would have made those spins ever because I kept thinking they were further on in the music somehow right. even though right. how many times did we do the same songs over and over and over and I still almost every single time was like no we got time we got time before yeah. it comes it, I forgot about them quite a bit too and uh, Ryan uh, was really good to remember <laughs> which is why I tripped over my feet because I was not at all prepared <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that was 
you know, the only saving grace to any of that is we were in the back and hopefully there wasn't really a lot of attention on us unless it was like our friends and family who were specifically watching, watching us. Yeah. We're sort of in the shadows a little bit. I still I have uh I haven't watched it yet because I'm me either. Too scared to. <laughs> Do you have a hard time watching yourself in the video? Um I didn't watch the video yet either, but generally anything that's been recorded of me like singing wise uh i usually have a hard time watching i'm very self-critical yep so i'm a, i'm imagining that this will be no different but uh i know even from my first stage performance that i have definitely grown and i think it definitely had a lot to do with who i was paired up with in this production making it a lot easier for me so uh, like the viewing party looking forward to seeing everybody but also like not for me personally wondering if you feel the same not looking forward to seeing myself up I'm assuming they're going to do it up on the big screen yeah I think so so that's going to be a little bit scary <laughs> but I guess we'll see a bit the bar will be open so that's a thing so that's a thing yeah some tequila or whatever i don't know what they have back there but maybe that will help uh what else was i gonna ask you about i just totally lost my mind a cat came in here and he looks like trouble and all of a sudden i got distracted because who knows the horrors that await anyway so uh you had said from this performance to your first performance you feel as though you've grown in what ways do you see that change in yourself? Um, so last year was my first stage performance. Um, I was in Beauty and the Beast and I was totally a fish out of water, part of ensemble. I had no idea what I was doing because aside from, you know, I was in a school play once the only experience I have on stage is just singing and usually I was pretty stationary in like a choir or a solo but behind a microphone stand kind of thing so getting on stage and having to act was a big challenge for me for sure and it's just like I kind of wanted guidance of what should my I guess because I'm not a natural at it, it's like, what should my face be doing here? What should I be gesturing? Or I feel like it came very naturally in White Christmas. And I don't know if it's because of who I was partnered up with. Like I said, Ryan just kind of like made things really easy in those scenes. Linda was really great, um, but I know her personally in life too. I've known her for a really long time, so I was just really comfortable in the different kind of positions that I was put in. And obviously, it was very clear what I was supposed to be doing when I was a passenger on the train carrying presents. And it was very obvious when I was doing a specific dance. I was a cocktail waitress. I got to carry a tray with drinks. So it was very like 
I didn't have to like think and really add much to my character. Mm. I found it very easy. When I was in Beauty and the Beast, I was the six eggs lady who had like screaming babies hanging <laughs> off of um, in the market. Okay. <laughs> Selling fabric. And uh, I. I don't know. I think I was just like, we were all supposed to be creating these little like vignettes of like conversations. And I don't know. I just felt very, I think I did an okay job uh, by the end of it. But for a long time, I was just like, oh God. <laughs> six, six egg baby? Did you say, or lady? <laughs> lady six eggs so, okay yes in the in the song in the village it's like um these fish they smell there's like the baker with right. his bread and all this stuff and i scream i need six eggs oh <laughs> okay that's too expensive like that part of the song so in the movie <laughs> the cartoon She's screaming, I need six eggs, and she has all these babies hanging off all of, all, all over her. Um, and I'm like, you know, I thought when I grew up I'd be like Belle, but instead I'm... <laughs> oh, God. That is such a relatable statement. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, that, I, I feel so seen and yet attacked by that statement because that's exactly, oh my gosh, you got the old man laugh out of that. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we clarified that, but uh, six, okay, anyway, I got to move on because I'm stuck on it, but um, <laughs> that was my like one line, I don't know. <laughs> ah, uh, what was it like? I mean, to me, it, it it seemed scary to walk on the stage by yourself, carrying those crazy that crazy stack of presents, and singing <laughs> uh, all all alone. And you always seemed so confident and and comfortable in that. But was that in any way stressful? Um, it was uh, to a degree. Uh, the stack of presents, um, it was very tall and very precarious. They were taped together, so there was like a little bit of movement. So I was always panicked that the presents were like gonna tumble, mm -hmm. was I gonna trip? Because um, I am super graceful <laughs> that way. But I don't, I've never really been, how do I put this? I am definitely confident with singing. It helped that everyone else was on stage when that was happening. I think my confidence level definitely, I get super sweaty and nervous when I'm out there all by myself. Mm. But I find, I don't know how you felt about it, but I find because we run the scene so many times, we're on stage rehearsing for like a week or so before the show starts the lights are on I feel like it's just like another rehearsal somehow because it's so dark out in the audience and you're kind of blinded by all the lights I almost forget that there's people out there because hmm. I can only really see like the first few rows 
And so it doesn't really make me super nervous to be out there. Mind you, you know, I think if I had a more significant role at some point that the nerves would definitely get the better of me. But uh, my little one-line specials and blending into the background with the uh, ensemble, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love that answer. Can you tell me more about your singing background then? Okay. Um, well, is that a so, big question? You get there was a big like intake of air, like, all right, I don't know how much time you have. <laughs> no, it's not that big of a story. No, I grew up in a very active church household. Uh, my parents were very big churchgoers. We went twice on Sundays. I joined the choir as a child. We always had our little pageants. I was in the choir as a young adult and we had a youth group that met uh, once a week and I was in the band for that so sang with that and then other than that like I didn't really do a whole lot of singing until COVID uh, hit I kind of dived back into things at that point I was out of work and just kind of rediscovered my love for music kind of took up trying to learn how to play the piano again and singing there was a group on Facebook and it was called the quarantine sessions um, that I saw some people posting their music to and so I thought gee I think I could do that and so started kind of recording some little videos to karaoke tracks or if I could learn the song myself on the piano would record those and post them and it was kind of a nice way for people to be connected during COVID and then from there there was a casting call for a movie to be created um, at the Imperial Theatre because they were trying to reinvent how they could entertain people um, and so that was kind of my first introduction to the theatre I got to sing in that. Ian Alexander put me up on top of the marquee over the the letters. I forgot I about that. Thing, thing outside. That was a really neat experience. I'll never forget when I showed up to record my scene and it was like, okay, so like, did anyone ask you if you were afraid of heights? <laughs> and I was like, wait, what are we talking about here? Like, are we like hanging me up by like live wires like oh, this was a singing like, part oh, no, we're like we're gonna put you up over the the letters and the marquee and i'm like okay um sure yeah no we can do that so um yeah that was a really neat experience and then kind of from there we did some summer concert series still kind of just like covid time so I was involved in that and then like I said Beauty and the Beast was my first like on stage post-COVID experience and that was uh, really neat met a lot of really cool people got to work with some of those same people through White Christmas made some really good friendships that have stood the last couple of years and uh, <laughs> I find it's really uh, great the different kind of people that you come across during these productions that's pretty much my only uh there's nothing crazy about my uh singing journey 
I'd say that you've fit in quite a lot in just a couple of years. Um, and I just want to backtrack and say uh, that the fact that your family went to church twice on Sunday is probably the most wholesome thing I've heard in a really long time. And it just made my heart warm. Like, that's adorable. Absolutely adorable. But yeah, no, it sounds to me as though, you know, you found that passion and you you dove head first, especially during a time where it was kind of challenging to find social outlets. And yeah, I think that's lovely. Uh, I think you're probably selling yourself short in terms of the experience because it seems pretty multifaceted to me and crunched in a, a small window. So what do you, what do you think is, is next on the plate? Hmm. That's a good question. Kind of waiting to see what's uh, on the horizon for next season. So I'm hoping that there'll be something to strike my interest there. I'd love to get in on some more of these concert type shows since that's kind of more of my comfort zone. But uh, we'll see. I don't I don't have anything just yet. So we'll see kind of what uh, what comes up next. We are kind of in a, in a holding right now, aren't we? Because nothing's been announced just yet. But... That's right. Hopefully soon. Um, okay, so we've hit that that point, and I usually try to leave uh, a small window toward the end of the episode where we can switch gears. You can talk about a side hustle or an Etsy page or like a movie <laughs> you just saw that you really liked, or we can talk more about singing or theater or really anything at all. Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> Once again, I'm so great at just being talk about myself. I feel like maybe we could talk a little bit more about my job. I don't I don't know. Sure. Um are you accepting new clients? <laughs> um, always. I am very busy, but uh I never say no to a new client. That is for sure. That's uh one of the the big rules that have been instilled in me that uh, clients are definitely always welcome. But yeah, no, I love I love my job. I love the social aspect of it. I love being able to make people feel great about themselves. We talk about a lot of things. I probably should have taken some form of psychology before <laughs> getting into hairstyling. Definitely not qualified for giving life advice, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I love that it's something different every day. Um, I could have a day full of haircuts, I could have a day full of colors, a good mix of the two, and then just even what everybody's asking for or talking about. It's just constantly something new and it doesn't ever get stagnant. The people that I work with are just like gems of humans. There's a lot of laughter that goes on uh, where I work. Um, it's a very great environment. I don't know what it is about being at the hairdressers that make, like maybe having your hair cut makes you feel vulnerable, but I know for sure anytime <laughs> I have gotten my hair done, even if it's a brand new person, for some reason I am bearing my soul and every worry <laughs> and hope so that I've ever had. One of the things that uh, my boss always said 
is being a hairstylist is such a privilege. We are one of the only professions kind of left where you get, not the only one left, but there's very few jobs now that allow personal touch. Mm. Um, So, and we don't even necessarily like have to ask permission. It's just like, you're there, you're there to get your hair done. It's an experience. It's, you know, we definitely have that, you know, personal connection through like personal touch really that I think makes it so personal for people. Wow. That is And they're so relaxed. Yeah. And... That's so deep. I'd never thought of it that way in terms of you know, touch is so powerful and there is that implied like you're sitting there, obviously you're gonna touch my head. So Yeah. Huh. That's really beautiful actually. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. I kind of, like, kind of misty-eyed a little bit. Uh, yeah. Getting... I really can't take credit for it. It's just one of the things that was always uh, always spoken uh, from him yeah. was just that we are very privileged. Yeah. Wow. Uh, getting sentimental in my old age. <laughs> I hear you. It's allergies. I have allergies. That's what it is. Um, anyway, that, that seems like a lovely, lovely spot to end the episode. Although I am very reluctant to let you go because it's just so flipping nice to see your beautiful face. How nice to see you. Thank you very much for, for taking some time with me on a, on a Friday night. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for asking me to join you. I was very honored and very surprised. I had no idea what the heck you wanted to talk to me about. <laughs> Jeez. Just, you know, <laughs> just a couple of gals having a visit. Just having fun. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you soonish, the next month or so, for our, our partay. If not for yeah. the, at the, the beginning part for the, as you called it, did you say it was the aftermath? Which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> I gotta see if I can get out of work, and if not, then I'll join for, for the, the aftermath. aftermath. <laughs> Love it. Okay, well, thank you again, and uh, yeah, hopefully see you very soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, kids, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and if you're new to the show, welcome. Okay, see you next time.